my turn to kick us off. If you were able to join any faction, what would it be? Jim, hit me. Man, you know I'd be hanging out with Dick Togo and them boys in kind. <laughs> those guys, those guys look like they have hella fun all the time, right? You know, you got Yamaguchi's uh, Yamaguchi-san's wife is just hanging out. You know, she's she's cool, and they're just you know, they're just picking on Sean Morley of all of all people all the <laughs> chubby, time. Chubby. Like, yeah, so you know they're like you know they're just like whomping on people. They're that, into those, some stuff. They're into some saying. stuff. I think they stay out late. They party. I'm a fan. I'm kind to all the way, man. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I did not expect that whatsoever. <laughs> all right, Mike, hit us. Hit you. Hit you with my faction. Yeah, that means you don't have one. So no. I'll go. Uh, I have. I'm gonna go with the million dollar corporation because give me no. all that money, Ted. All right. <laughs> Listen to the group of guys that were in the million dollar faction. And tell me you wouldn't want to hang out with Nikolai Volkov, Bam Bam one Bigelow, Tatanka, IRS, Kama Mustafa, King Kong Bundy, and then eventually didn't Sid one two three kid and even the ringmaster. Stone Cold Steve Austin joined oh, that crew. Yeah. So mm. give me the million dollar corporation all day. Mm. Man. Wow. <laughs> all right. I I was a little afraid that you were gonna steal mine because mine, I just I wanna hang around Bobby Heenan and Andre the Giant, and I wanna be a part of the Heenan Uh-oh, family. Mike's sweating. That is exactly where I'm going. I wanna see the beer can in Andre's hand. I want to see him put down hundreds and hundreds yeah. of beer, uh, cans of beer. There's insane people in here as it uh, morphs throughout time. And in 92 and 93, even before 91, you get to go jet flying with Ric Flair. So I'm in love the it. Heenan family. All right, Mike, you're on the spot. Yo, you're dealing with the X factor. <laughs> <laughs> I got everything I ever wanted and I'll never get that back. Yo, man, I've been alive for 41 years and that is literally the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> right, let's start. Welcome to the Wixing Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Right, so, uh, right, what's so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, <laughs> that just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, your rhino's on ya. <laughs> Extra credit. Support, 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 support side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome back to an Extra Credit episode of The Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week, we're back. We're going to try this again. I've got Matt back. I've got Jim. I've got Mike. And as usual, you can find us on on Extra Cooler, on Instagram, at Extra Cooler, and join us over on our Discord channel. All right, we've got a lot to talk about. We're previewing SummerSlam, giving our top three. Uh, Hopefully, we won't be singing too much more uh as we go on <laughs> but uh matt matt you want to uh give us a little uh housekeeping or we we're saving that so full disclosure here we uh we had alternate plans for this episode and we recorded an entire episode right before this so 
with that being said, I'm going to make you wait an entire week for to hear my rating, my overall rating in as a part of housekeeping for ECW uh, Heat Wave, talking also about Bam Bam Bigelow and Sandman, and if we have covered Bam Bam in the past. So, uh, sweet Jesus, now you get two weeks to think of an S wrestler? My God. Yes, man. I get two weeks to think <laughs> of He's like three weeks now. Jeez. <laughs> Well, again, I commend you guys for taking that troll job at me last week in that opening question. Uh, bravo. Bravo. Well done. But let's let's dive right in to an extra cooler top three. What do you guys say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Let's go. So the extra cooler top three is brought to you by Chalkline. And they provide us our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk-line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. I feel like an, like an extra credit episode doesn't feel right without us talking about Chalkline and introducing the extra cooler top three. So let's start. Honorable mention and heading off to AEW. After losing a trios match to House of Black, alongside the acclaimed Billy Gunn leaves his boots in the ring and even his kids who are against him in storyline land uh, are tweeting or Xing. Is it called Xing now? I don't know what it's called. We're still going to call it tweeting tweet out about his love for his, their father and uh, the incredible career. So this, this sounds like it may be the end for Billy Gunn, which is uh, kind of crazy to think the one, the one, Billy Gunn. Yeah. Damn, I wish I joined the faction of Billy and Chuck. Yeah. Is that not a faction? That's just the tag tag team, team, bro. They had another guy with them. If they had Tori, like X Factor, it'd be a faction. Okay. There you go. So, story number three, keeping in AEW land, we have the story of MJF and Adam Cole taking over our world here, following a loss to FDR, FTR. On uh, this past episode of Collision, they have this whole ending where MJF has the title in his hands. Adam Cole puts his arms out and starts saying, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And MJF does not turn on Adam Cole. I am so surprised that I am loving this odd couple pairing as much as I am. I almost feel like they didn't realize how much it would go over. And they feel like their hands are tied and they now need to like keep running with it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like they, they had one direction they wanted to head head in with the storyline and people just have jumped all over it and really been enjoying it. And my, myself included, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, I still think Adam is going to be the one to turn on MJF. I, I I've been that. saying that since the beginning. It, it feels like it's even more that way. And Mike, you sent out the uh, the video of like the 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 promo that happened after the uh, collision yeah. went off the air, and really MJF leaning into this face persona, if you will, and you know uh, singing talk. the praises of FTR. Yeah, praising FTR after their their tough go in the pinnacle, and uh, it you know and, and oh, Dax right. being out there with. Uh, his his disdain for how that faction ended and how it kind of all went and he talked a lot of shit on on MJF through his old podcast now defunct podcast as well so uh, all of those things really together he 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 put over Connecticut pizza as a New Yorker and a Long Islander is just 
insane to think about in a true baby face move uh so i i i can't get enough of it and i'm so surprised by by all of it but let's move on to story number two keeping on the same show and uh dynamite seems to not be making our top three here and collision we see cm punk come out and cut what I am going to call now the X promo. And this X promo, he ends up taking the AEW title out of that red satin bag that he has and spray painting an X right across it. And of course he doesn't touch the A or the W with the, with the spray paint. It only goes over the E for the elite. If you're really going to be a super geek like me, I didn't read into it even further that he's crossing out the elite, but This promo felt like it had this massive next next level story that was going to come out of this. You had MJF, who is the current world title holder, scheduled to be on the show. And he's delivering this promo, and I think it's awesome. And then I'm expecting MJF to come out. And you have this title for title situation. He starts talking about Wembley Stadium. He starts talking about what it's going to be. And I'm like, awesome this is where we're headed and instead we get ricky starks come out and it just (laughs) immediately felt like they dropped the ball am i the only one that feels this way no think about it man like why why did punk have to come out and cut that promo the same week that that mjf and cole had their stuff why couldn't punk have cut that promo next week or last and you ignore it you absolutely ignore it mjf doesn't say a goddamn word about the guy who's now claiming to be the the world right. champion of this federation, this 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 wrestling league, whatever the f. I'm all flustered about this, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and you don't league. even you don't even have him. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> you don't even have him address it. It's it's completely ignored. And how it's are you terrible. supposed to now have MJF dispute the fact that CM Punk is holding? his title and throwing a black X over it. Like I just, it obviously infuriated me right. and it felt like it wasn't a dig at Ricky Starks, although he's not my he favorite sucks. and I don't really get behind him being in the main event picture, but in the same breath, like why, why, why don't you have CM Punk and MJF here? I just don't get it. And it really yeah. pissed me off. And maybe I'm standing on Island by myself. Thank you for Nick joining me on my side, but I, I just, it really no, I drove totally me agree. insane. It 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 doesn't make any sense. Why did it have to? Why couldn't the punk promo have waited another week? Right? One more week. One and more week. MJF MJF off the card, and then you buy it till him coming on Dynamite the next right. Wednesday or something like that. If they have if they have MJF address CM Punk on Wednesday, I'm gonna lose my shit. I'm going to lose it completely. <laughs> and I'm pretty damn close right now, as you guys can hear. So uh, can can I drink a beer? Do you want to drink a beer, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I want to drink a beer. <laughs> I, I'm going to drink a beer. Uh, what's in the cooler? It's time for What's in the Cooler. What's in the Cooler is sponsored by Sloop Brewing Company. Uh, Sloop is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Be on, be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. This week, I am bringing probably my favorite tequila right now. Uh, it is called Lalo. It is tequila that is created by Don Julio's son. It is extremely good. 
uh, Dax Harwood posted it on his story uh, a few days ago, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it if you can find it. It is very clean. Uh, I'm drinking it neat, which is even more rare. Better call Saul. Wallow. I think for the, um, I don't know, our next anniversary episode, I think you and Dax should just record an episode together, and we're just going to name it mm-hmm. Tequila Men. And Tequila. you guys, <laughs> you just guys drinking tequila and talking. I think that's a winning. <laughs> he winning definitely has a different, in, from my conversations with him about tequila, he definitely has a different palate than I do. That's cool, the, though. That's, uh, that's yeah, it is, it is very cool. conversation right there. I'll go since I'm running my mouth. Um, I have, for the first time, I bought this 12-pack. It's a new item up here. It's a Labatt Blue Light throwback tee, celebrating the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, of course. So it's got the red helmets going on here. It's a uh, a red raspberry-flavored hard tea, and I think I'm not going to drink any other alcoholic beverage ever again in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Like you guys, like we said earlier, Matt mentioned that we recorded an episode before this, so I, I'm, like, cranked on these things right now. I'm like, this what? What's the problem? Matt said wrestling league before, and that was like, I, that's maybe the only other words I say in this pod, this episode. I'm, I was just like, ha, wrestling league. Give me another hard T. <laughs> Excellent. But next time I see you guys, I'm just going to bring case by case of throwback uh, yeah. tea. So, please do. Time. It's 5%. No. God, it's perfect. Except it leaves your, your mouth all. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to gargle something. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I finally got what rid of. I finally got rid of the Jenny uh, raspberry, oh, strawberry, damn. lemonade, like or whatever. I I'm like gonna, finally I'm ship you a hundred cans of this. <laughs> yes. I, I finally dumped it from like two years ago. Probably it's been hanging out in my fridge ever oh, since because uh, Mikey worked and saying up here. If you next time you come up here, you're gonna get your ass kicked for saying something <laughs> like that. Oh man, I'm gonna get put through a table apparently. Oh, but, Mike, uh, what do you got? Oh yeah, I got uh, Dogfish Head Slightly Mighty IPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, What's we're going off the that? rails here. That's uh, it goes, oh, yeah. that's that's part <laughs> of uh, that that's part of the uh, the housekeeping that I did not include. I was like screaming listening to uh, What's in the Cooler last yeah, week, I'm and, sorry. and uh, Jim not talking about the impact wrench mouthfeel i was dancing all around it i was like the taste is yes funny. you were it makes my mouth feel weird and you're probably like <laughs> <"Mouthfeel!"> <laughs> yeah, sitting sitting on a plane screaming mouthfeel to myself as people are all around <laughs> me throw your i may have been in the emergency exit row while listening to that i'm not gonna lie but uh anyway i will round us off here now that i got myself off of my uh aew soapbox and my disdain for how they pulled off that promo and i am drinking a Modelo negra which i uh i haven't had in a long time i'm drinking out of a bottle which i think has only happened one other time in 114 115 (laughs) recorded episodes so, except, uh, except of that, sometimes you get that coppery shit. Like, yeah, like, oh, it's, like it's like Goldschlager. It cuts your throat and the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's what you want. What do you well, think this is? Duh. I'm, uh, I'm a couple of deep on these, and I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, cheers, boys. It's, uh, it's summer with Modelo. Cheers. Let's head into story number one, which will be our SummerSlam 2023 promo. There are eight matches Preview. on this card. What did I say? Promo? Promo. Jeez, Louise. Cut that promo, brother. 
pre- preview. I already cut my wrestling promo league. on, uh, That's the, true. on that the wrestling was league. We that was, just that was my started promo. watching wrestling this year. <laughs> so there are eight matches on this card, but there are a lot of names that are missing. We don't see Trish and Becky. We don't see Austin Theory in the U.S. title. We don't see the tag team champions. I, I know Kevin Owens may be hurt. Is Rhea Ripley. Butt. Rhea Ripley doesn't have a match. Uh, we will absolutely see her on the card, and we'll see her on our screens. Uh, Ryback during... isn't there. Yeah, Ryback, thanks for the callback. Uh, I appreciate that. Big guy. Ryback. Wait, uh, before we before we get started, because I know we've talked a lot here and there about my son and his like the int- his, his growing interest in wrestling. He's is this gonna be been, a Ryback story. Yes, he asked me about nice. Ryback. He said his music was cool, and I, I it's not bad, but I told him he sucks. And he said, "Why does he suck?" And I said, "Well, you know who else sucks? Bill Goldberg." He's like, "Why does he suck?" I was like, "Then nah, he just sucks, all right." So now my son is going around telling everybody that he can get their ear of that uh, Goldberg and Ryback are not good wrestlers. Oh man! And Next I'm time raising I see him, him right. I'm gonna act like I'm insulted by that. I'm gonna pretend Ryback is my favorite wrestler of all time to him. <laughs> I'm gonna even say he's my dad or something. <laughs> How could you say that? So, so feed me feed more. Me more. <laughs> Sorry, sorry for derailing our SummerSlam preview. Uh, no, this this is fitting. So we are going to be watching SummerSlam together, Nick. We are yes. going away in our yearly our yearly trip next week, and uh, I'm going to have to tell my son to bring his Goldberg figure oh, and see what your end up son in the lake. has to say about it. So uh, this should be fun. We will swim be with watching. The fishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will be watching uh, SummerSlam. Hopefully. You and I Saturday evening. We'll see how long the boys can last, uh, and we'll probably watch it again Sunday morning. So, uh, cheers to that! But let's let's break down this card and uh, essentially the what we've done the last couple of pay per views or premium live event, pal. Um, we've broken it down kind of into tiers. So I'm starting with this popcorn tier, and let me know if there's anything that you guys want to talk about as I rattle off these matches. So we have eight matches. First and foremost. Mikey Workrate's favorite match. We have the SummerSlam <laughs> Battle Royal. Yeah. Defend yourself, Michael. I don't have to. I love Battle Royals. Can Cesaro <laughs> win this one? I this... wish he would. <laughs> <laughs> this just feels like to me it is the way to shoehorn LA Knight into the card yeah. here. He's ar- arguably the hottest Easily. name in the re- internet wrestling community. Yeah. So, uh, man, this just feels like that spot. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's not bad, though, right? It's all right. Come it's on, fine. Well, some things cool for that kind of stuff. Shit. Yeah. They're throwing, they're throwing a bone, right? That's yeah. Not, that's not a bad thing. They often – they haven't done that historically. So, hey. So, man, I SummerSlam has turned into the card where we get big name returns, right? Like, we got – yeah, we Bailey got with her crew last year too. We got Bailey. We got all of these, and I'm trying to somehow, some way, fantasy book a return. No, and not I for got this. One. Not for this. And, and LA Knight, an LA Knight face off no, at the end it. of the battle royal. Him holding up some bogus Fagazi no, trophy. No way. And this is just to get you know? names like. Because like we said, there's so many big names that aren't on this. This is just a way to get big names on the card. Well, I'm curious, though. If Matt's fantasy booking, I want to know about the 0.0001 chance of whoever he's thinking of. What do you got? What do you got? It's The Rock. 
The Rock's ah, going to show up. Oh, the Rock. Uh, no, that's for I, Grayson I, Waller. Yes, that's what I got. <clears throat> so Grayson Waller could be in this. In this, uh, L.A. Knight is definitely going to be in it. I, I I haven't done any research. I feel like they just announced it on they did SmackDown last, last week. week. So uh, there's a lot more to come out, I'm sure, about it. But they didn't really address anything on Raw last night. Like, I don't know. It's all strange. But we've talked a lot about a battle royal that we just tried to shoehorn our Mikey Workrate joke into. Uh, how about our next match, which will be MMA rules, Ronda versus Shayna Baszler. R-U-L-Z? This match yeah. could be cool. Like, I feel like they – I feel like ba- – look, we've got a year under our belt of Triple H booking and – if Triple H has anything to do with this match, this is just the beginning, and like it, it could be cool. Like it's not a storyline I'm invested in, but it it could be cool. Like I don't know. Like Baszler can go, man. Yo, Baszler deserves her flowers. Agreed. And I think, and I think, uh, what was it? Cheap Heat had Baszler on with just her and Rosenberg a few months ago, a few weeks ago, and she she was incredible. I thought, and like Ronda really puts her over, and I can guarantee you this is more of Ronda trying to find a way to put Baszler over back into that like dominant Which style. Should be, like, yes. and maybe and maybe Baszler takes this one, but the feud continues. I don't think it's going to be over with at the end of SummerSlam. See, and and it feels like this could be a send off for Ronda. And last last night on Raw, they went in on a two part vignette two-part like interview series with Rhonda and Shayna who which was tear-filled and told the story of these two dating all the way back to MMA and all these other things and Shayna you know not getting the flowers that she deserves and they're telling a really good story through that promo and I'm sure we'll see it again on Saturday in all of its glory as a lead up to this match but they did a really good job of telling that story last night so it's it's making me more invested in what I originally pegged as a uh, popcorn match layer. Do you, uh, do you also here. see it possibly as, I mean, as far as the MMA rules go, do you see this as almost like a trial balloon that the WWE is floating? Like, oh, see how this goes. And mm. if they like that, because, I mean, they're always kind of I mean, I in feel those like they've, waters. They've yeah. floated that balloon before. You've had the fight pit. You've had the raw underground. You've gone to, you know, uh, well, the Lions. Well, raw underground. I the, mean, the Lions. They had that recently matches. on NXT. Yeah. They yeah. have the NXT underground. Like it feels like they're playing around with it again for sure. But the Lions Den match is probably the first time we saw this with Ken Shamrock back in the Attitude Era. Sure. Like they've they've messed around with this a bunch in the past. For all, for all. Stu's yeah, Dungeon. Yeah. Stu's Dungeon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last match here of, of this tier for me is Asuka, Charlotte, and Bianca. I'm certainly interested in Bianca's potential heel turn and if they fully go that way, but this one still to me is a popcorn level match. Agreed. Featuring possibly, you could argue, three uh, you know, women's early, you know, Mount Rushmore people. Easily. Know, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. You, you, you can bounce you, the ones who have, you know, you know you would have to sell me on Asuka for the way she's know, been booked the way that she's been booked it feels I think she wins hey oh no, yeah no, no 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 i was more talking about the mount rushmore side yes. of this conversation oh. of like you'd have to you'd have to push me on asuka being there because i think there's more uh more qualified people to to live up on that 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 mountain there but uh yeah i could see her absolutely retaining in this match but um we'll see where that goes and i think the true story is what they do with bianca Buy or sell a cash in for EO. Mm. Mm. Selling. 
I don't think we I'm get gonna, a single cash in. I'm going to sell the ultimate cash in, but there will absolutely be a tease here. And I wouldn't be surprised if this match kicks off the night. I could see that. Although there Let's are three like men's main event style matches that I, you uh, know. Here's, here's, here's the real kickoff. Let's go to the mid card tier. It's made up of four matches in my eyes, which only leaves one for the main event tier. We'll get there. Uh, but Ricochet versus Logan Paul. This one will inevitably be the kickoff of this card because Logan Paul has already admitted that he is going to try to fly from Detroit to his brother's his fight, brother's which fight. is happening at like 11 o'clock at night in Dallas, Texas, which is almost a three-hour flight. So uh, if he's going to try at all to get from De- Detroit SummerSlam to Dallas, Log- uh, I, uh, whatever I, his brother's name is, I, uh, I, I just don't see it happen. Thank you. I hope this You're match watching. opens because this is the match that my son is looking forward to the most. For real? For That's awesome. Yeah. He, like, he's entertained by Logan Paul and Ricochet, so... What's well, a textbook curtain jerker? Right, 100%. It really is. And it, this is like the athletic spectacle match, yes. right? Like you are, mm-hmm. you've, the, the, the history that these two have had and uh, dating back to Royal Rumble with that insane springboard spot going from end to end on the ring, like these two guys are going to pull off some fun stuff. And I, I think you're right. Like this is tailor made for kids that just want to see this high-flying spectacle and i'm i'm sure that kicking it off will be an awesome way to do it um and honestly this feud here has done a ton for ricochet he feels like he's gotten out of his shell if i feel like he's actually showing some charisma and some heat behind his words and even this past week on on raw uh you know, Logan Paul took a dig at his fiance, who is uh, Samantha Irvin, the the yeah. ringside announcer. So uh, I like that. That was good. Part it was. What really did he say good. to her? Uh, essentially, uh, he Jones. said that she's going to be looking gonna, at me or something. Uh-huh. No, he he's gonna he's gonna beat him, and then his fiance is going to have to announce him as the winner. Was all it was, uh-huh. and his all right. his his fiance is going to have to be the one that puts his name in her mouth. Right. Like, yeah it it was extremely well pulled off and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it so uh, kudos to them for keeping this you know breaking kayfabe a little bit bringing in some realism to it and uh, I really dug it I thought it was really well done hell yeah next match in this tier Gunther versus Drew McIntyre the hoss fight of the card and I, uh... crickets <laughs> well, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most I mean... I, I, my only problem with this is that I feel like we've seen a lot of this recently I mean, from Gunther. We had the triple, like, we had the triple right. threat at Mania. And then Sheamus in, inject, injected there. And then him versus Sheamus. Everybody loved left. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm, listen, this match is going to be great. But I just feel like between the triple threat and then we also had Sheamus versus uh, Gunther in September mm-hmm. at uh, Clash at the Castle. And I don't know. Like, in a way, I want to see, like, different opponents like i enjoyed the riddle yes. match i enjoyed the running it back they run it back yes They're running it back right if drew wins what were they gonna do with it Where drew's gonna not gonna go? win no no because I, he's got like 15 more days after SummerSlam to to surpass the record for longest intercontinental right. so, title yeah, reign so he's, he's got, not he's got pedro if he gets through this he'll pass pedro morales and then he has like another month or two before he has to get yeah. to honky tonk so but he still uh, should have to win a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. I think. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I like it. I, like I that can't believe Honky Tonk Man has the record. By a wide margin, too. Uh, next on this list is Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor in what will be the Do We See a Cash-In match of the night? I kind of think, I said this, I forget what week it was or if I said it on the show, but Rollins is banged up, man. And if that's true, it wouldn't shock me if Finn goes over and wins that title. And then with Finn win, like I, to me, that's more of an interesting story. Finn carrying the title. Yes. While Damien has the briefcase. Sure. Because then, then that elevates Judgment Day. And I, I love all the Judgment Day stuff. I think it's incredible. Like I almost hate the tease of a breakup. Because I don't want to see, like, I want to see a long-standing group together. Like, I don't want to see them split. But to me, it's more interesting because we've never really they seen start that. With Edge, like, when did they start? Do you remember? It was right after WrestleMania, right? They booted Edge. It was Edge versus AJ. They introduced Rhea shortly after, and then Finn came along, and they booted, they booted Edge. If you're right, so, too, don't you think Finn – I mean, he kind of deserves it. It's been a while, and it's been right. nice to see him in that in that Agreed. spot, right? And I, mean, he, I think he'd do well. He's done well. Oh, and what he's doing is his the best stuff he's done since his NXT run, his original NXT run. Which is a long time ago, like yes. Extra Cooler show. You know, not yeah. Extra Cooler show. Right. The Extra Cooler. The Extra, yeah. Know. You'll you'll learn more next week about the extra cooler and yeah, it, my being, bad. I'm, uh... it being seven years uh seven years ago, and that's exactly <laughs> what Finn Balor is talking about. Seven years ago we went to the Barclays Center to uh watch SummerSlam, and that's when they crowned the first Universal Champion, which was this Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. You'll hear all about that next week. Surprise, surprise. And uh I there's this this cloud of JD McDonough hovering above Finn Balor and all of the teases that there's been along with that uh, a few what feels like months ago so I feel like we could potentially get JD McDonough saving Finn Finn getting the victory and also him stopping Damian Priest from cashing in could be an interesting little wrinkle in all of this Um, I'm always here for the slow build give me the slow build Yep, I'm with you too Let's move on to a match that I teeter-tottered back and forth with putting into the main event tier of Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. So where does this match belong? Is it a mid-card match or is it deserving to be billed as the co-main event and in the main event I think you're 100% right. It's like they want it to be a main event style match, but I don't know if it's really like, yeah. I think it needed like a stipulation to the match. And it doesn't yeah, have a stipulation so that we know of. And maybe if it had something. The, it's the end of the trilogy. Right, yeah. which we all know is happening. And I think if you had it, you know, it had some sort of stipulation to it, then maybe it would be interesting. I've read some things how, like, you know, Brock's lost, what was it, last SummerSlam? He lost to Roman. And when he lost, the stipulation was that he's not allowed to challenge Roman for the title. Um so I, I I don't like we still don't really know why Brock is all over Cody. Like he never really came out and said why he's got a problem with Cody throughout all of this. So I I don't know. It's he's weird. just being a bully, really. That's all. <laughs> right, yeah. pretty much. 
it's it's giving Cody another mountain to climb, right? And we're right, just right. Uh, and they just released the the becoming Cody Rhodes uh, documentary. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I started watching the first twenty minutes last night, and then she fell asleep. So, uh, so you're saying the first no twenty chance, minutes was awesome. <laughs> no chance that Brock goes over then. I I just I don't I see why I can't see it. Yeah, for for Cody to continue on this path. I mean, maybe they're just putting some more hard times in front of Cody, but. Uh, I don't yeah. know. He's going to get his ass destroyed and, and somehow, some way, come out yeah. on top. The kids will love it, as you've said. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Cody's for the kids, man. Cody is for the kids. And let's move to the main event here in our eighth match of the evening Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in tribal combat, which uh, yeah. is not only for the undisputed world, whatever, a universal WWE Extra title, title that Paul Heyman's carrying around. Yeah, um, <laughs> Paul Heyman had a uh, really interesting uh, uh, appearance on the Stephen A. Smith show. If you haven't seen it, go find it. Him talking shit about uh, Jimmy Hart and Bobby Heenan. But anyway, Tribal Combat, which seems to be for not only the Universal title, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, but also the recognition of being the Tribal Chief. Is there any way that Jey Uso goes over? Okay. Um, you, know. you ready? Yeah, so, no. I've spoken a lot about my son's interest in wrestling recently, right? And recently he got interested in The Shield, right? And his, he wants to know, like, what happened to Dean Ambrose? Why is he John Moxley now? Very confusing to explain to a kid well, he's like who's a not even in kindergarten already. yet. I am yeah, so incredible. Impressed. So incredible. <laughs> so, first of all, I'm not even pushing any of this on him, I swear. So, he asks me to watch a Shield match. So, His he's first also word got. Faction, you're definitely pushing that <laughs> His attention span is not like super long with the matches. He doesn't like the one on one matches. He likes tags. He likes Money in the Bank, Royal Rumbles. So, anyway, we were flipping through YouTube because of the fact that they have shorter, like more condensed versions of these matches. So I searched the shield and what they've got on there is a match from the shield, uh, from Monday night raw. And it features, uh, and it's an 11 on three handicap match from raw September 23rd, 2013. It's 11 guys versus the shield. Right. And we're watching this and he's watching it more than I am. He's paying more attention. And this clip to me, has not been thrown out there in the WWE universe at all. And I have to wonder, there's like this small, like that 0.0.1% that we bust Matt's chops about with his fantasy booking yeah. that makes me wonder, are they saving this clip for Jay to go over? Okay, so I'm going to play it for you. Uh, those Those of you who are listening, you can hear the audio on it. You guys can watch it when I show it. Tell me 
to me, I thought that was pretty cool, right? Like 2013, first time Roman gets pinned in a WWE ring by Jay. And WWE, or they haven't built this into storyline at all. Like, I don't know where they would interject it, but the fact that it hasn't been used makes me think, like, maybe there's this small percentage Jay goes over and then it comes out or it comes into play. I, I don't know. It's it's cool to think that 10 years ago, we're, we're, what, 9 years and 11 months ago, this was the first time Roman got pinned. I love that you and your son stumbled upon this because you right. don't even really see it out on the internet. Like, no. you think it would be, like, abused, like, that that yes, gift or GIF, whatever you want to call it, like would be like all over the place. Like I haven't seen it anywhere, and I've searched for it, and I have not seen it anywhere. Interesting call out. I, that is I don't know, man. I, you're right, though. It's surprising that after Jay, you know, breaks the streak, so to speak. You know, he Roman's got his own his own streak going that he hasn't been pinned in however many years, right. and you know, Jay finally does it, and they don't pull this clip out. Maybe it has to do with. Uh, you know, with Jay and the Usos and just the way that they were being portrayed back then. Who right. the hell knows? But I don't know. I I just I keep getting caught up on the fact that during the face to face, the contract signing that didn't actually get signed on SmackDown this past week or uh two weeks ago at this point, um Roman's reaction to this tribal combat challenge was do the elders know about this? And for for the acting here, it was probably the like worst, like most stagnant. <laughs> act, the acting has been in the uh, in this. So the Razzies st- as opposed to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was. Do the do the elders know about this? It was. It was their idea. Oos. <laughs> like it yeah. was just so so dry in the way that it was delivered. But still, which is funny because we've been talking about Jay Uso and how he's been incredible throughout this. Right, and it wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jay Jay owned a little bit of the cheesiness right. that came across here, but it was certainly was more fine. of the Roman side. Uh, yeah, I'm nitpicking for sure, but it wasn't up to the Oscar level standards that they have set over the last few months and years of this. But I still can't keep my brain off of the fact that they called this out for the very first time in a long time. And the fact that if the, if this was the elders idea going back to how solo Sokoa came into this whole storyline, it being sent by the elders, there is a possibility that Jay gets the victory because the elders tell solo Sokoa to take out Roman. Maybe actually I have a, a theory for you guys. What do you think is more likely to happen? Solo turning face or Jimmy returning and turning heel? Huh. Interesting. I, I, I oh man. I'm if I was to pick and you know me, I've been barking up this tree of this whole bloodline story needs to make needs to make a guy and that guy is solo sokoa right like, oh, yeah. the 2023 20, royal rumble winner right yes the 2023 <laughs> royal rumble winner solo sokoa <laughs> dick uh, <laughs> for me it i i still see them dragging this on and jimmy being the one to return and costing jay if if i was to have to pick between those two even though i just set out this whole path of the elders being you know driven into my head and i i can't get that idea out of my brain and that's my fakakta friggin fantasy booking <laughs> here so go on go on i love it man 
I'm excited because I just don't – like throughout this whole storyline, you're like wondering when it's going to end. So let me add another wrinkle that I was thinking about recently. When Roman loses, what – like because it's going to happen eventually. What Like he's got to go away forever in my opinion, like and never be seen again. Oh, uh, like yeah, I know I'm opening up like a whole nother conversation, but like I really think he needs to go away because how do you like, you know, after this type of run, traditionally guys go away, they come back. Like, how do you bring a guy back? Like, I, I don't know. This is such an iconic run that if he go to me, if he if it's over and he goes away and he's gone forever, that it makes it even more iconic For forever is tough a tough pill to swallow when he is the golden goose, right? Right. You, yes, he has to go away. He has to go away for a long time. And if and when he comes back, there needs to be an either attack of his, to his cousins, to his family of, I'm assuming it ends with them, or he needs to come back in this major baby face capacity right. where he is the savior of the family, right? right? He is the one that's coming back and and saving everyone again and everyone is loving and hugging at the end of the day and you know, sunshine and rainbows come flying out of his ass. Like that's <laughs> that's the only like baby face way I can see them book him coming back in a in a right. real way cuz he's been this be. dastardly heel for so long that he's got to come back in a baby face capacity. Nick's not wrong though. Like it's incredible the the, the way this storyline is set up. It's like if it was real life or anything else a book this guy is gone right like off yeah. into the sunset which may as a wrestling fan you know is not how it works right so which makes you even more excited for the return though like what would right. they like the right possibilities like oh i don't know endless. but what what though i don't know like matt's yeah. theory is one but like wow like i, I don't yeah. know that's it's incredible just to even set your brain on it i I think we have a little bit before we get there. This is, you know, Roman gave the, we're only in the third inning. I think we're creeping up into the sixth or seventh, but uh, I still think that there's, there's some ball to be played. So uh, I don't know, man, I'm very much looking forward to SummerSlam this weekend. It's always good to watch wrestling with, uh, with friends and with, uh, with little ones. So I am, I'm very much looking forward to it, but uh, anything else from the card is there a way that the elders is the rock? Yes, no, maybe. no. Stop. There's it. this this Hollywood yeah. strike. You know, you've got Cena and Batista and the Rock that don't have work technically right now. You son uh, of a bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my that's my uh, little nugget of uh, make you think during the whole card. So you're you're welcome, and I'm sorry in advance. So you're <laughs> saying there's a chance. Yeah, so you're saying there's a chance. Uh, all right nick god take us home brother all right so like we've kind of alluded to throughout this episode next week we have a uh a, a fun fun episode planned for you guys um as we take one more week off from finishing our eight-part series of the summer of 1998 in wrestling um and then after that we're covering SummerSlam 1998 in two parts so stay tuned uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Thank you for uh, hearing us talk about SummerSlam. Everybody enjoy all the wrestling that you can take in this coming weekend. And uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Rate, review. You know what to do by now, I think. Yeah. Good night. Goodbye. Good morning. 
the World Wrestling Federation today. <laughs> Toodles. See ya. This right here. This is tribal combat now. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> blew my mind. The rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side, heat it. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nice. nice.